This is the Warrington Football Podcast, Season 2, sponsored by Touchline UK. Happy New Year, everyone. All the very best for 2024. We're back. We're stronger than ever. This is the Warrington Football Podcast. Welcome to the Warrington Football Podcast. Firstly, we'd like to wish all of our listeners a very, very Merry Christmas and hope you had a great time and all the best for 2024. Um, We're back. Today, we're going to review the Christmas football and the weekend's action. I'm delighted to be joined by Mr. Tim Tate. How are you, sir? Do you have a good Christmas? Wonderful, mate. I've seen you on New Year's Day, weren't you? I know, but... We've had a... We've had child interruptions here. Okay. Yeah, I've just closed the doors. Oh, wow. (laughs) Welcome back. Uh, You've got a lovely hat on there, Rich. I do. I was going to mention that in a minute, but as you brought it up, we'd uh, like to thank Touchline UK for their continued sponsorship of the show and thank you for the fantastic gift that they gave us over Christmas, these fantastic new woolly hats that you'll be seeing us uh, modelling throughout the rest of the season, I'm sure. So, massive thank you to Touchline for that. I will Uh, be popping around to the clubs and and giving them out. Absolutely. I'm also delighted to be joined tonight a very, very special lady who celebrated her birthday this week. She celebrated it today by not only refusing to take a penalty, but also by scoring an own goal. It is our queen, Miss Helen Dobson. How are you? What an introduction. <laughs> only the best for you, mate. I didn't, I didn't refuse. I just offered it to someone else. <laughs> That's a refusal in my books. <laughs> no, I'm and then scored in your own penalty. I'm yeah, sorry. So, well, I had to give them a bit of a chance, didn't I? <laughs> well, it was, it was a great on goal as well. <laughs> That's true. Did you have a good New Year and Christmas? Yeah, it was really, really good. To be fair, um, we had all Ria's family round at Christmas and New Year, and it was pretty quiet because obviously Ria's about nine months pregnant now, so very quiet one at home. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and last, but by no means least, Elliot Keogh. Do you have a good Christmas, mate? Yeah, it's a good Christmas. Still tired from it now, I think. Yeah, good New Year. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's my birthday wasn't it, as well on New Year's Day. So that was good. 26 young now. Wow, yeah. 26. Tell you what, you don't look it, mate. No. I'd have put you at least 36. That's what I was thinking myself. 46. <laughs> <laughs> and he may not be speaking tonight, but he is always here in the background and he's sporting a new look today. He's had a haircut. He's wearing glasses. He looks like a young James Bond. Mr. Mike Bayliss. 
I wouldn't say James Bond, and I'm not shaken or stirred. Thank you very much. I would have Clark Kent, to be honest, but you know. But after hearing them stories in his passion wagon, I won't, won't go any further with that one. <laughs> Listening to the Warrington Football Podcast. Right, guys, we're going to start off with our review of the Christmas period. So, L, can you talk us through the results from Warrington Town over the festive period? Yeah. So, four games um, that we that we're going to be speaking about this evening. Starting off on the 23rd um, of December, we played Banbury at home. Um, conceded first, which was a which was a bit of a shame. Um, but but from that, really, it gave us the kick up the backside we needed, and we we went on to win the game two one. And it could have been more, really. I thought Town were were really really good that game, apart from conceding the early goal. Um, and then we went on to to Boxing Day, Chester away, big derby. Um, I think I can't remember how much, how many fans. So I think it was over two hundred and fifty, three hundred fans from from Warrington Town went to Chester away, which is really, really good. Um, Mark Beasley changed it to a five-three-two, um, which I've seen us play once this season away to Brackley, and we, we it doesn't suit us at all, and it it didn't suit us at Chester either. Um, sec- second best team. Um, they they dominated from start to finish. The midfield won the battle. Um, looked tired. They scored in the first half. Um, a really good goal. And then we didn't look like scoring at all. And then they scored, I think, in the 91st, 92nd minute um, to make it 2-0. And then completely different game on New Year's Day. They must have knew it was my birthday. Um, from start to finish. Um Town was so dominant. I think if if anyone was there, they could say he's probably one of the best towns played. It could have been four five nil. Chester didn't have a shot on target, which is massive credit um, to our defence. Who defended brilliantly throughout the game, um, and going forward, we were electric as well. Um, Connor Woods was back for that game, which made a massive difference. Um, and then. We played South Shields yesterday um, and we got a 1-1 draw there. We scored in the first half through a penalty from, from Willow. Um, it was clear as day a penalty. We should have had another penalty, I felt, as well in the first half. But um, I think the referee, probably not as poor as the one Rylands had yesterday, but but he was poor. Um, and then in the second half, it, it was a game of two halves, really. We, we were on top in the first and... South Shields were really good in the second half, backs against the wall. Um, I don't think we had a shot really in in the second half, maybe one, but nothing much. And then they they scored on the back of some poor defending from Town, and it and it finished one one. So I think at this before we had the break of the podcast before Christmas, if you was to say we took seven points from twelve against playing Chester twice, South Shields away in Banbury at home. I think you know I would have snatched your hand really. Um, Chester, you know as well, Rick, how good Chester are as a team. The manager's absolutely brilliant. Um, 
and to, to lose and get a win, you know, you can't really complain with that. And then to beat Banbury and go to South Shields. And people will look at the South Shields game as probably maybe we should have won. I think they've lost four in a row. Um, they were third in the league before the 23rd of December. They're now sat eighth, I think, or seventh. Um, really struggled over the Christmas period, South Shields. But again, Rick, you'll know yourself going there last season. It's a very tough place to go and they are a very well-drilled team and You've got to be you've got to be a hundred percent to beat them, if not if not a hundred and ten percent. So uh, happy with a point there. And like I said, overall happy with uh, seven points out of twelve. We sit now, sure we sit thirteenth or twelfth on thirty seven points, um, eleven ten or eleven points away from from the bottom, and um, I think we sat three or four points out of the playoffs. So. Uh, we've got Tamworth on, on Tuesday, which will be a, a seriously tough game. Um, they're probably, along with Scunthorpe, the, the best team in the division. They're top of the league at the moment. Only conceded 19 goals so far this year, or this season, sorry. And um, from what we what I read about them, they, they, they look the real deal, to be honest. So it'll be a tough game, that one on Tuesday. Uh, but overall, a, a good a good festive period for town. We've only we're only missing Evan Gums now, so Matty McDonald's back, um, which is really really good to see. Papool has gone now, unfortunately, his uh, one month loan deal come to an end. Um, so we're only one player away from having a, a fully fit team, and uh, thank the Lord, Mark Beasley um, dropped Bowan. And it's no disrespect to Bowan, but he has been awful lately. So the last um, Chester at home and uh, South Shields away, Bowan Dixon was dropped and uh, Gravosti has come played in midfield and he's been absolutely awesome in there. Um, so, yeah, positive, very happy. And uh, on, on to Tuesday now. Yeah, it's been a really good return over the Christmas period for town, obviously. The, uh, the win at home against Chester is a huge result for, for town against a very good Chester team. Um, South Shields, obviously. Sellout. Sorry, I forgot to mention it was a sellout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 2,000. Great crowd there for that. Um, obviously, South Shields have got their troubles at the minute. They've um, been put up for sale, new manager. But again, it's still such a difficult place to go to. So getting a point there. Yeah, really, they have really a good manager, actually. Sorry? They have a the manager yet, South Shields. They're still no. got a caretaker in charge at the moment. Um, but spark not long after South Shields sat the manager, which was mad in itself. But not long after that, Blythe Spartan's manager was put on uh is it gardening leave, I think it's called. So there was a lot of I think he's been at South Shields before, so there was a lot of talks that he could have been going there, but not too sure to be honest. We were talking actually yesterday about the South Shields takeover. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Rick, because a couple of South Shields fans were saying yesterday that, you know, their wage bill's a million pounds a year. A million pounds a year at South Shields for National League North Club. The only one that comes close to that is probably Scumfort, which is probably just over, but you'd expect that for a club that size. But we were, we were not lucky. We were talking about it yesterday, me, me and my dad, and Somebody's got to come in. Somebody's got to come in as an owner, and they've got to justify that a million pound a year wage bill. Do you know what I mean? And 
yesterday their attendance was really poor, really, for South Shields. I think Town took just over 200 fans there. And the overall attendance was 1,800, where you all know Rick as well going there, that they normally average 2 to 2.5k a game on their own, let alone. Yeah, I think, I think it was very difficult yesterday because obviously it was the Time Tease derby. Yeah, yeah. So that's, no, it's not Time Tease, it's Time Wear derby. It's, it was a huge, huge game up in the northeast yesterday. So that will that will drastically have affected the attendance, but they they are struggling a bit at the minute. So just want just got someone who wants to say something. Hello. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Chester game went really well as well, Rick. You know, with the um the segregation and stuff. I think uh, yeah. Toby and the police and all, all the volunteers did absolutely brilliantly with with the segregation. Um, yeah, right. celebration. Oh, it was good that that picture I put in the in the group. Yeah, chat. well, I've seen the picture of you. I can see that you were having a good time. I've seen the video as well. <laughs> what a town! Use that picture. <laughs> hey, brilliant. But it's really, really good. It's good to see. I think we're going to see a lot more progression now at the ground because it's it's going to get closer to crunch time. You know how fast the days go now and the weeks go. That deadline's yeah. now. Um, didn't see Toby there yesterday, which we normally do. So I don't know if there was a lot of stuff going on at the ground um, yesterday or or the past week or so. So, but the segregation, you know, I was quite surprised really at how well it went um, from start to finish because. Uh, you know, and it's no disrespect to the whole Chester fan base, but you know what they can be like um, with with the fans and stuff, and how, how much trouble they can cause based on last season. So, full credit to um, to Toby, the, the volunteers, and and the police as well that, that segregated the game really well. Yeah, that's good. So, obviously, the the biggest challenge for town now is getting the the building work done. I think that's that's been the kind of the shadow looming over them all season. And the latest updates from the ground funder is just under £20,000 that's been raised now of the £80,000 target. So it's unlikely that that target's going to be met solely from the fans. But obviously, Toby will have a few things up his sleeve. So I don't think that money is going to be an issue at all for that. I think it's just going to be down to time now and getting everything done by that March deadline. I think that was the, the biggest problem was is, is just deadlines really the funding um i think it's the premier league grant i think it's called doesn't come in i believe until the beginning of february so um i think we yes. won't see big structures everything every time doesn't it yeah i don't think we'll see big structural things happen until probably mid february um so it is going to be very tight but 
speaking to most town fans, you know, everyone's got the faith in Toby. It's going to happen. He, he, the club on the pitch, we're doing far better than what we thought we was going to be. And Toby's not going to let that down off the pitch. Do you know what I mean? He's going to do everything he can to make sure yeah. that the groundwork's done by the 29th of March. Because it would, can you imagine being relegated for the ground and then going down and not being allowed to go back up again? It would just, it kill yeah. you, wouldn't it? Well, really, it would be a hard one to take. Yeah, and it, it's Toby will will have reserves of savings, but obviously, if if possible, he won't probably won't want to dip too much into those because that'll then affect the budget for for not only next season but forthcoming seasons as well. So it's yeah. just a time for for everyone to really pull together, which by all accounts, everyone is doing and there's some brilliant initiatives going on through the club just to try and raise that money for them. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And to, to do a, I think to do a, a ground funder to raise some kind of money couldn't come at worse timing for Toby, really, could it? Because, you know, you're in, a, you're in a cost of living crisis and you're everyone's trying to save every penny and as well as do the little luxuries that they like. But to raise just short of £20,000, I don't think Toby ever expected to raise eighty, but to gauge some kind of interest and to raise as much as as he could. And then, you know, even if he borrowed it, borrowing £60,000 a lot better than borrowing £80,000, isn't it? Do you know yeah. what I mean? So, I, just, I just don't, whatever he does, it doesn't have a long-term effect on, this, on, on, the, on the club because we were talking... Um, yesterday about next season you know if we're in this division next season we've there's quite a few aging players that you'd probably would they be on again for another season and then you look you're going out and you, you're looking to bring in new players who probably want a bit more money every week and just comes down to cost doesn't it I suppose so you don't want to leave yourself short and not yeah. be able to recruit in the summer really yeah everything comes down to money at the end of it in this level um, so that's definitely one to keep our eye on pretty much every week from now until the end of March, just to to see that town can get all the building work over the line, which I'm I'm very confident that they will do. I think there doesn't seem to be any kind of panicking messages coming out of town, so everyone seems very relaxed about it. So that's that's got to be a good sign. So we'll keep you updated with that. Moving on now to the Christmas period for Warrington Rylands. So last time we spoke, um, Rylands had just come off the back of a fantastic win away at league leaders Radcliffe. Since then, we've had our three festive games. Um, it was back down to earth with a bump after the Radcliffe game as we were held to a 1-1 draw by Atherton Coles. Um, it, was, it wasn't a great game. Rylands took the lead, Ben Hardcastle with the goal and... Missed a few chances, but um, it was just, you could tell that they'd just been in a really intense game the previous game. So it was late in the game. Atherton got an equaliser and Rylands just couldn't find that winner at the end. On Boxing Day, we travelled to Marine. So away at Marine is, is always a very, very difficult game. Again, Rylands took the lead. Um, Adama Sidibe on fire, still in the league, scored again. Uh, close range finish after James Butler's header had been really well saved by the goalkeeper. And the goalkeeper for Marine was 
was voted as man of the match, which tells its own story. Um, the game yesterday, the goalkeeper was voted as man of the match as well. Um, he made three or four really good stops in the first half. Um, Marine equalised just before half-time. Manas Mampala driving in from the left and a good finish from outside of the area past Luke Pilling. Um, the game kind of petered out in the second half and finished 1-1. Um, New Year's Day, a huge, huge game for Rylands as we welcomed Macclesfield to the Hive Arena. And again, similar to the Radcliffe game, it was an absolutely fabulous game of football. Tim, you were there on the day. What did you make of the game? Sorry, I couldn't hit the unmute button. I thought it was a really good game. Um, I thought they slightly edged it all the way through. They seemed in control. Um, it was quite interesting when it went 2-2. And then they scored again to make it 3-2. And then the last minute, a free kick at the edge of the box for Rylands. And I've never seen Robbie Savage squirm so much, but... It was really cool for me because one of my heroes was there, Steve Bruce. Um, yeah. watched, obviously supporting his son, so that, that was nice. I didn't do the usual thing of going over and saying hello or anything or can I have a picture. Just left him to think I might have been a bit starstruck, to be fair. But, yeah, it was pretty Didn't awesome to see him there. Hey? You said he asked for your autograph? My autograph? <laughs> Joking, aren't you? He was looking at me. He was looking at me hoodie though, me hat. Just thought he's a cool dude with his uh, podcast you hoodie on. Fun as a guest. Eh? It's too shy, mate. I'm not usually starstruck. I'm quite outspoken, but I was like, oh, what a what a legend then. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. nice. Uh, but yeah, good game of football. Um, yeah, I thought the ex Rylands players didn't do that. Well, the ex Town and Rylands player who played for them didn't do much. I thought uh, Duffy didn't do. Very much for Mac, and I thought, um, who's Drummond. the young lad, Kane Drummond? Yeah, he wasn't very effective in the game. I thought the other players were a lot more effective for Mac. Yeah, I think um, for me, the two best players for Macclesfield were obviously John Rooney takes all the plaudits because he scored a hat trick. Um, yeah. Just give you a quick overview of the game. Um, Macclesfield took the lead, it was across from Luke Duffy. And it kind of bounced up and hit the chest of Rooney and bobbled its way in. Um, Rooney then doubled the lead, a free kick from the edge of the area, um, just whipped it into the bottom corner. It's a good finish by him. Uh, about half an hour in, James Neal pulled one back, um, a flicked header from a corner. Um, Ryland's actually dragged it back to 2 2. Um, Motore setting up Adama Sadibe. It was a really good goal by Sadibe again. Wow. Um, and then Rooney completed his hat-trick. He um, it was a really, really good finish. The ball coming across him and he's whipped the ball in to the far corner from just outside the area. And Ryland's had a couple of chances but couldn't really create that key opening. So Rooney was one of the men of the match for me. Um, Paul Dawson, who we've spoken about on the show quite a few times, I thought was absolutely outstanding. I thought he was, he was brilliant throughout the game. He he wasn't as aggy either, was he? He wasn't as windy he's to the villain. ref and stuff. He's the yeah. villain at the pantomime, he is. Uh, yeah, but oh, I've, I've seen him. him. On the goal where Adama Sidibe has scored, Mo Torres rolled a defender in the centre circle and he's running away from Paul Dawson. 
and Paul Dawson just tries to kick him. <laughs> nothing. nothing he usually nothing wins. Simple about it. He just tried to kick him. Tried I, to I, him I watched him play at town last season. Oh my god, he was like next to the referee every second. It was. It was, it was bad when he came it, last. Oh. I've never seen anyone. It was annoying I, me, and I'm a neutral. Do you know what I mean? I was just going to watch a game of football, but I've never it was seen like anyone. It. When we beat him 1-0 last season, obviously we were down to 10 men after like the first minute. Oh, he was horrific. He got so much grief off the off the fans. And then yeah. in the playoff final, oh my God, it was it was like it was the same. Yeah, it, was, it was. He could, honestly, he is the type of guy, and I'm not not in a bad way or anything, but he could boot you square in the forehead and he would whinge about his foot hurting. Yeah. That is the type of guy he is. And but, don't get me wrong, I think he's a brilliant football player, really good, but he just lets himself down with that. And I said in the group chat, and I will hold my hands up, it was the heat of the moment, when we won that playoff final, ran on the pitch and I sprinted to him. And I sprinted to him and I celebrated in front of him and fair play to him. He turned around, he went, come on, mate, shake me hand. You know, you deserve that. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, honestly, he's such a, really a top nice guy. guy. Yeah. He is. I've he's a great guy. I had to chat with him after the game. He's just like he's saying. I don't know if it gets him wound up or it's just he knows what his role is to try and get people that wound up. But he does it well because we're still talking about him now. I didn't see it in the, in, in the, in the Mac Rylands game, though. I didn't see that part of him. No, he was, he was only he good played, there. Yeah, he played really well. He sort of dictated play a lot. Oh, he was superb. Was um, Luke Duffy and... poor then, Rick? Sorry? Was Luke Duffy really poor? Um, He was quiet. I don't think he was poor. Uh, the Ryland's, uh, Ryland's left-back dealt with him pretty well, but he set up the first goal. The Macclesfield front three, um, Neil Kenge, Kane Drummond and Luke Duffy. Some front three that the pace in them is unbelievable. Um, yeah, three good players. I think Duffy was quiet, but I had I a chat with him after the game, and he was he was happy with the win. Obviously, I read some comments because um, they got beat, didn't they, by Lancaster yesterday? Yeah, I lost last yesterday. And um, I've just seen a lot of comments about him, negative comments about Luke Duffy and his work rate, and he's he's poor out of possession and stuff like that, but. Said it to my dad straight away. Um, I think it was my dad or Adam that had mentioned it, and I just said, "Problem is, but the playing him out of position. He's not. I know it sounds crazy because it's still he's still a winger, but he's not a right winger. He's just not. He's not so yet. much better on the left hand side where he cuts in on that right, or he, he he cuts back onto his left. And you know, if you watch his best moments at town, he come off the left hand side and he just ripped it up. And he sh- he should be playing on the left for Matt Crary. Yeah, he didn't look as comfortable there. When I seen him play at town, he looked a lot more comfortable and happier in the team. It didn't yeah. look like he was part of the part of the big engine, if you know what I mean. The, the cog he didn't the cog didn't fit for me in that in that team for him. Grass ain't green on the other side, is it, Tim? No, oh, well. Mm-hmm. I'd have him back though at town any day. I thought it was a brilliant player. So yeah. sad when he left. Don't know yeah, though, I don't know if he's getting over Isaac now. Isaac's tearing it up. I'm sure they'd find a place for him, Al. Left back. <laughs> so that brings us um, to yesterday's game. 
Rylands travelled to Ashton United. Um, it was a challenging pitch, shall we say. Um, fair play to to my friend Matty Clayton for getting the game on in the first place. The uh, pitch cut up pretty badly, um, and it was it was an interesting refereeing performance, shall we say. Rylands arguably could have had three penalties in the game. Uh, there was very little difference between the two sides. Truth be known, Rylands maybe shaded the first half, Ashton shaded the second half, but the the whole talk of the game was the penalties that Rylands weren't awarded. We could have had three, without any exaggeration, easy penalties. And the the most obvious one for me was the referee has... There's been a foul on Momadou Torre inside the box. The ball has found its way to Adama Sidibe. The referee has decided to play an advantage. Adama Sidibe then hits the post and it goes behind for a corner kick or a goal kick. The referee then pulls play back to book the defender who had fouled Torre inside the box. Now, I've never seen that before. I've never seen a referee try to play an advantage for a clear foul inside the box. And it was such a clear foul that he's booked the offending player. It just um, it baffled me, if I'm honest, that he just didn't award the penalty and book the player. It was, it was a crazy decision. So, game finished 0-0. Um, the biggest news in the NPL this week was that Mask United have withdrawn from the league with immediate effect. So, Obviously, when that happens, which happened with North Ferriby United a few years ago, um, the results for the teams that have played Mask United will all be expunged from the records. So, Rylands were due to play Mask a couple of weeks ago and it got frozen off at the last minute. So, Rylands haven't actually played Mask this season yet, which has almost worked in our favour because every other team in pretty much in the top half has played them and beaten them. So they will all be reduced by three points. So Rylands effectively will gain those three points. So it's actually worked out really well for Rylands. And that's no disrespect to Mask United, because um, personally, I absolutely hate it when teams are forced into folding, especially when it's mid-season. You just your heart goes out to the volunteers and the fans of that football club. So that's the update for Rylands. Now going to go on, Al, sorry. What should a, um, we have it most weeks, don't we? What, what What's your position now on Rylands for the end of the season? Two, stay second or what, what do you reckon now? Especially with the three points being taken off the likes of Macclesfield and I know Radcliffe got games in hand, but. Yeah, um, I still think we'll finish in the playoffs and I think we'll have a home tie in the first playoff. So I think we're either going to finish second or third. Yeah. So, which for for Rylands from starting with pretty much a scratch team this season is an incredible return. So I'd, I'd be absolutely delighted with that and I'm, I'm sure everyone with the club would be. And then it's a, it's a lottery in the playoffs, as, as you well know. So we'll... We'll see who we draw and, and go from there. Still think Radcliffe will win it. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I thought after the Rylands game, I really Rylands Macclesfield game, sorry, I really thought Macclesfield, that was it then. They were just gonna kick on and 
go and beat everybody, but then they go to, to Lancaster. I think they didn't even go to Lancaster. They were at home, wasn't they? Well, they Lancaster have beaten them twice now. They've done the double over them because Lancaster what? beat Macclesfield 3-0 at the Giant Axe and then they've beaten them 2-1 at uh, the Moss Rose. So, bit of a bogey team for them. Um, Lancaster are a very, very hard team to play against. They make the game so scrappy and they're a very physical team. And I don't think Macclesfield like like a battle. They, they like teams that try and play against them. They don't like that that physical battle of a game, which at this time of the year in the NPL, you're going to get a lot of those, unfortunately. So they're going to have to um, kind of put the shoulders back and, and roll their sleeves up and get stuck into these games. Hyde are there again as well, aren't they? They're playing really um, well. Hyde had a great result yesterday. They went to Marine and beat Marine 4-1 at mm-hmm. Marine, which which is a superb result. It really is a great result. Um, Marine kind of up and down. There's a lot of teams, similar to last season, there's a lot of teams that are up and down with their form. And Ryland's still still unbeaten away from home with, I think I've mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, with the only team in the top seven leagues in the country with an unbeaten away record. And that's just a fantastic return for Ryland. Um, Worksop, I think, are going to be very, very strong from now till the end of the season. Um, Whitby are in a really good position. But got them at Whitby, haven't you? Sorry, we've got Whitby on Saturday. Yeah, tough game, so isn't it? Huge game. We've got um, a friendly on Tuesday night. So we welcome in Salford City to the Hive Arena on Tuesday night for a friendly. That kicks off at seven o'clock and it's completely free entry. So if anyone's at a loose end on Tuesday night and wants to come and watch a, a good game of football, Rylands versus Whitby, sorry, Rylands versus Salford City is completely free to come and watch that. And then if you're tired at the end of that, go home. If you're not and you still want a bit more football, go and watch the last half hour of Warrington Town versus Tamworth. Big game, big game. Look <laughs> forward to that Huge one. Game. Which game. one there, Rick, is one of last year. Um, don't know if you'll know or if you can't say it, it's fine. Uh, Sadibi, is that if that's how you pronounce it? Do you reckon he's gonna you're gonna keep hold of him till the end of Jan? Or I know you said there was a lot of lot of interest in him from some Scottish clubs and stuff. Um, you can never guarantee anything, but um, Adama's really really happy at the club. He's on contract, so um, we're looking to keep hold of him. He's he's such a fantastic talent at this level. There's always going to be people looking at him, but he's he's really really happy at the club. He's his best friends at the club as well, which massively helps. So I'm looking to try and get um, a couple of the Rylands players on in the coming weeks. So watch this space, but I'd, I'm confident that he'll still be with us at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I want to really? keep you better. Of course you do. You want to keep them as much as possible. As well. So moving on from Rylands, we're now going to Switch our focus to the ladies. You're listening to the Warrington Football Podcast. Helen, back in action today. Turning down penalties, scoring on goals, doing what you do best. Of course, got uh, lots of action in the 
<laughs> it was good. It was good. We uh, So Warrington Town Women beat Poulton Ladies 3-2 today. We played at um, Great Sankey Forum on the 4G pitch, so it was on. We were a bit worried in the morning, um, wondering if it was going to be on because it was quite icy, and I think they actually cancelled a lot of the games in the morning, but luckily the sun came out and, uh, and yeah, the game was on. Um, so it was a tale of two halves, really, um, today. First half, we actually we went 3-0 up. Um, we're a 3-0 up at half time. So first goal came from penalty awarded to us. Uh, Nicola Chatterley took the ball like she does so brilliantly. Took the ball around two players and then the third player just uh, tripped her up in the box. So the referee awarded a penalty to us and uh, I passed it on to, <laughs> to Kerry Baker. <laughs> And uh, and she slotted it away nicely. Unforgivable, Helen. Uh, Unforgivable. Uh, I actually forgot about our little bet that we've got going. If I thought about that, I might have taken it. Well, you've actually been reduced by one. Own goals count as oh, minuses no. now, so you're down to two oh, again that, now. That wasn't part of the agreement. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the second goal came again from Kerry Baker um, with a, an assist from Nicola Chatterley again. Um, another, another great goal, so 2-0 up. Uh, before half time, and then the third goal came from Nicola Chatterley again. She was involved in all, all the goals. She intercepted it from the keeper, um, managed to slot it in. So it was three 0 at half time. So really, first half we we controlled it. Uh, they did have quite a few ta- chances. There was one that kind of got cleared off the line, hit the post at the same time. It was a right scruffle, scruff, um, you know, play in the in the box. But somehow we managed to keep it out. Uh, and, and cleared it. So yeah, three 0 at half time. Um, second half they definitely dominated the whole game. Um, they actually brought that which who I thought was their best player, brought someone on half time. I think if she'd have played from the start, it might have been a bit of a different, um, different game. But they went. Uh, so it was three three one after I think it was fifty odd minutes when I decided to to just give them a bit of a. Bit of, a, bit of a chance and scored an own goal. <laughs> nice leaping header over our keeper, KD. Um, so that was 3-1. And then the second goal was actually right near the end, to be honest, the 70, uh, sorry, 87th minute. Um, it was a bait ball, whether it was offside, but it, obviously the referee didn't give it. So um, 3-2, that made it. Player of the match was KD. She made some great saves. Um, one literally from point pump like range right into a, a chest and she just caught it and held on to it really well but she played so well um today and I think at the end we had we actually played I don't know if you've heard of Chelsea Grimes I don't know so she's no, um she plays for, I think she's played in soccer aid and that's so she played for them um and to be fair to her at the end she actually did say I can't you know you guys have done so well um keeping it you know to for, for us to um to get the result because they they just bombarded us the second half and we just did well, really, to keep them out. So, yeah, that takes us third in the league. We were second for a little bit until Ron Corn's result came through. Um, third in the league. We've played 16 games and a lot of other teams haven't played. There's a few played nine, um, 11. So we are uh, up there, but we're expecting to maybe drop a bit when other results come in. Um, we've obviously got the the benefit of using the Great Sankey 4G. So when the weather's bad, that obviously helps us. Um, next week we're in the county cup at home against Workington. Hopefully at Tetley Walkers again. If not, it'll be at, at Sankey. Um, and I just wanted to give a shout out actually to the referee today. His name was Alex, and it was his first ref- his first game um, refereeing in, in the open age. So, and he did really well. And to be fair, um, he was getting a lot of shouts 
from uh, Poulton ladies, but he kept his cool um, and did really well. So shout out to Alex for that. And then yeah. I have a oh, an update from Lee um, for Lynn Rovers ladies. So they won at home 10-2, which was a brilliant result against Ashton Pumas. Uh, so we sent in a little report uh, saying at home to Ashton Pumas, first game back after three weeks. We took an early 3-0 lead with Ellie Thika getting an early hat-trick within the first 10 minutes, which is outstanding. Um, it sounds Ashton, like her at every game, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, every time he sends a report, I just think I'm just going to see her name. <laughs> she just yeah. scores so many goals. Um, Ashton then got two back, making it 3-2. They made a small change in formation and stayed solid for the rest of the game. Freya Littlemore, another one who always scores a lot as well, um, she made it four before Macy Wilding again. Another one, three, actually those three seem to be the ones that always score, don't they? So they're doing really well. He made it five um, before Ellie made it 6-2 at halftime. So 6-2 at halftime, quite a good, um, decent result for them. Uh, second half, they carried on where they left off playing some really nice football with Millie Bales, making it seven. Freya then got her second and arguably the goal of the game, volleying it, um, volleying in a free kick from Macy. So it sounds like a good, good goal. Macy then made it nine. Then she got her hat trick to make it 10-2. Uh, next week, they've got Eastley at home and, the, and Lisa, they hopefully will carry on the form into the second half of the season. So another great win for Phil. Lee and the team and hopefully that'll uh I don't know I need to look at the table but I don't know how far off um you know from everyone else they are but I know I think they're top of the league and I've no doubt they'll get promoted for next season yeah they've got to be top haven't they and probably got a yeah. plus plus 50 goal difference by now haven't they definitely yeah no it's, it's a really great result for them El- Ellie Thika must have 40 goals oh. already this season easily yeah I'll have to find out. I'll ask Lee how many yeah, she's got. Have to ask how many she's got because she's <laughs> you never see her just scoring one. It's always threes and fours every game she scores. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, she must be a great player. Is there any chance of you having a friendly with them, H? Could do. <laughs> you never know. Never know what's going to happen. I don't know if I'd, if I'd, I don't know, yeah, I don't know if I'd like to go up against Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> That would be you a have great my age match. for a start. You and you against Ellie Thika. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what uh, what we can set up for next season. Brilliant. You're listening to the Warrington Football Podcast. Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. We're now going to look at the Vets football. Tim, not had a game for ages, have you? No, nope, it's been eight weeks till wow, today since time. we've had a game. Yeah. Well, the weather's not been nice to us, has it? I mean, play on Tetley Walkers this season and just been bombarded. Everyone's in the same boat, aren't they? I feel like I started the season again today, but full of mince pies. It was hard work. <laughs> and the pitch was like an absolute mud bath, so you you were just like disappearing into the into the pitch. Um, we played in the cup today. Played against Meller in Stockport. I did wake up at half past seven this morning. I looked out the window, and everywhere was just white and frozen. I'm thinking, 
game's not going to be on today. We've had the rain, now we've got the frost. No. Um, but that, I texted the guy and he said, no, no, it's fine. It's not frosty at all. Me. Not that far away. <laughs> but got there. Um, pitch was very, very soft. It's not an excuse. We got beat 4-1. Um, letting two really soft goals, which sort of set the mood of the game. The, their third goal was an absolute belter. Tony Johnson scored an absolutely brilliant free kick for us. Um, and then the fourth goal, last minute, we had a corner, sent everyone up, even Danny Powell, the keeper. We were <laughs> all Danny in the Powell box. Come forward for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 10 minutes to go, he was asking me to go in net and him to go up front for a bit. And I thought, oh, I did a bit of a cameo up front today, so... Uh, just, just it was nice to get out with my mates and have a game of football today, and, yeah. and have a laugh. It's horrible getting beat, but it's it's more important to have a game of football with your mates and 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 have good fun. So it was nice. Um, yes, we lost today four one out of that cup, but we're in the county cup quarterfinals next week against uh, Mossley Hill, so we're away there next week. Um, then more. Played pair points now. This is an interesting one because obviously pair points are the ex Grange boys, aren't they? And more play on Grange now, so um, they they'll be all mates and stuff like that, or a bit of rivalry there. Probably the lo most local rivalry for them. And more came out two one winners in the cup. So uh, apparently a good game. Seen pair points put. They missed a lot of chances, but. You know, more will be happy with that. I tried to get Lee Burton on Twitter before to give us a an update of how he's feeling because usually he's quite grumpy, isn't he? So I'm only joking, Lee. Um, well, it's 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 nice. It's nice to get football back, and I haven't seen any other results. So it's just the ones I've got off Twitter and Facebook and things like that where I've got got results. But guys, send send your results in. If you do, I'll come and bring you a woolly hat if you send your results in. Right? There you are. You'll be getting <laughs> the results in now. Everyone the, wants a podcast woolly hat. Only the Warrington teams, though. I'm not going any further. Don't don't start with them. <laughs> but, yeah. Now, it's... Um, Touchline have done us a solid this just before Christmas and give us a load of hats so we can give to our listeners as well. Um, we haven't got enough to give to every single listener, but we we would like to give some to some clubs around the town. So it'd be nice if you can get in contact. Let's know. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, keep spreading the word, guys. We uh, we do it for you, but we also do yeah. it for ourselves because we absolutely love doing this show. We like winding Rick up on a weekly basis. It's the only reason I get out of bed on a Sunday to come and do this podcast and get abused by you lot. Helen, are you playing Liverpool under 21 soon? <laughs> yeah, and last time we played them, we lost 9-0 and they actually had three first team players. Um there was yeah. one player I I didn't I don't know if she is myself, but people that follow um Liverpool ladies will, but she was coming back from injury and you could just tell she was a first team player. She was absolutely brilliant. But yeah, are that's you, who we're playing. Are you playing them at Tetley's? Uh yes, yeah. Not next week, week after, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're on before you, so I'll be I'll be about I'll bring, oh, you, God. I'll bring your hat. I'll bring your hat. Don't yes, ask me to please. ref though. Do not ask me to ref that game. I'm bringing Ted so he can dig in the in the in the mud again. But yeah. Oh, oh that'd be good. Yeah, that. be tough on that. 
yeah, definitely. Um, I've got a quick update, actually. I just asked Lee then uh, from Lynn Rovers. So Ellie, um, we talked about before, Ellie has got 33 goals this season, which is, is crazy. I <laughs> thought she'd be over 40 by now. But... Want to come, want to come yeah, play he said he picks... <laughs> <laughs> I need a striker. Thirty-three. Oh, wow, um, and crazy. at the moment, they're top of the league. Um, they've got a few games games in hand, apparently, but they're they're at the top, so that's great. But yeah, how thirty-three f- goals. Wow. How far divisions that's are cool. the difference between Lim and, and and Warrington Town at the moment? So I think I might be wrong. I think they're in the because they've actually just started. They're in the second part of the Cheshire League, and I think yeah. that's. Uh, two below, I think it is, because then I think right. when they get promoted, it'll be the top one of the Cheshire, and then it'll yeah. be our level. So right, cool. two, I think. So they've got a bit of a way to get to to sort of the same level as you guys, right? Yeah, but how cool. they're playing, I, I have no yeah. doubt that they'll probably do really well next season as well in the league they're in. Yeah. Listening to the Warrington Football Podcast. Right, guys. Uh, just going to run through the weekend's action because we've actually got some results to talk about, which is always fantastic. So, starting with the Cheshire League. Um, we had a few games yesterday, so a couple of cup games and a couple of league games. So Denton Town beat Middlewich Town 3-0 in the District FA Cup. County Cup, Old Altring Amiens, that's really hard to say, beat Congleton Town Reserves by 10 goals to 1. And in the league, Whaley Bridge beat Lostock Greylands by 4 goals to 2. Into Division 1, so I'm just uploading it as I speak. Um, Billinge, New Street drew 1-1 at home to Newton Athletic. Bollington beat Goulburn by two goals to nil. St. Michael's and FC St. Helens Reserves drew 1-1. And then we've got a few cup games, so... In the County Cup, Runcon Sports lost 3-1 at home to Nutsford. Cheadle Heath Nomads Reserves against Newton Willows finished 0-0. And then Cheadle Heath won 8-7 on penalties. And in the CNC Catering Equipment Challenge Cup first round, what a name of a cup that is, Upton Youth beat Malpas by three goals to two. Into League Two. Um, Hartford beat Main Road Reserves by two goals to nil. Mersey Valley lost 4-2 at home against Clay Brow. Moore United travelled to St. Helens Town and got a really good 2-1 win there. Um, West Eds and Chorlton lost by four goals to two against Lim Rovers. And goals for Lim there. Jamie Benson scored two. Jack Heal and Will Penny got one. And I think that game was actually played at Hyde United's ground. So Hyde United uh, play on a 4G. It's a lovely stadium. So it being a really good day out for the Lim Rovers lads playing in that stadium. And in the Northern Cup second round, 
Stratford Paddock beat Hull Rangers by six goals to two. So those two wins for Moore and Lim Rovers. Moore have moved up to 11th in the league and Lim have moved up to six with Clay Brow still leading the way in that league. Played 18 on 44 points, followed by Pilkington and Winsford, who both played four games less. So that could be changing depending on results from those games in hand. Into the reserves' first division, Crew Reserves lost 4-1 at home against Wally Range Reserves. Dayton Reserves beat Avon Villa Reserves by six goals to one, so huge score there for Dayton Reserves. Denton Reserves lost 2-1 at home against Pointon Reserves, and Edgerton lost 3-2 at home against Style Reserves. Uh, got a Northern Cup game. Garswood Reserves beat Shaftesbury Youth Club by four goals to one. And we've got Newton Willows Reserves lost by five goals to three against Broadheath Central. And then just two more league results. Goulburn Sports Reserves lost 5-0 at home against Middlewich Town Reserves. And Newton Willows Reserves lost 5-3 at home against Broadheath Central Reserves. Into Reserve League 2 now. And a couple more results from this one. So it's just great to see more results coming back in. Claybrow Reserves beat Wigan Town Reserves by four goals to one. Lim Rovers Reserves lost 3-2 at home against Haydock Reserves. So that was a bit of a disappointing one for Lim Rovers Reserves there. Um, Moore United Reserves lost 4-0 away at St. Helens under-23s. And we've got Sandbach United Development lost 4-1 at home against St. Michael's in the Cup. That is your Cheshire League Roundup. Now going to move on to the Warrington District Saturday League. So starting with the Premier Division. Lots of postponements on Saturday. So postponements at Bruges, Halton, Pierpoints and the Village. Just the one game surviving it. It was at Wollstone Rovers. And they lost by three goals to two against Victoria Park Open Age. Goal scorers for Wollstone were Connor James Silva and Liam McDonough. And it was a hat-trick for Wes Wright for Victoria Park Open Age in that game. So that league, um, Sidak still leading the way, 25 points from 10. And Wollstone will be... Really disappointed because they've fallen four, point, four points behind Sidak now after that defeat on Saturday. Into Division 1. Got a few more games to talk about in this one. So Digmore first beat Prospect by four goals to two. Eagle JFC Open Age beat Burton Wood by seven goals to two. New Street against Village was postponed. Blackbrook got a 4-2 win away at Orford. Ryland's Saturdays got a 2-2 draw against FC Woodlands. And Sankervale Reserves beat Wollstone Rovers Reserves by three goals to one. So Blackbrook still leading the way. They've got 33 points from their 11 games. Incredibly, they've still got a 100% record. So they are really flying Blackbrook in that league this season. 
They're followed by Eagle, Ben Orford and Woodland. Into Division 2, we've got Cross, Croft Reserves against Orford Seconds. Sounds like an absolute thriller of a game. It was 6-5 in the end to Croft Reserves, so a great win for them. Crossfield beat Burtonwood Reserves by nine goals to two. And then we've got a couple of postponements at Hale Bank and Rainhill. And then St. Michael's beat the Church in by three goals to one. So Orford Seconds still leading the way, but they're leading the way by one point and they've played two games extra than Windle, so that could change. Into Division 3, and we've got postponements at Blackbrook and Earlstown. Pexhill beat Penlake by eight goals to two. Redgate against Whitecross was postponed. Sutton Junction beat St. Michael's by three goals to one. And Whistle Hall against Clockface was also postponed due to a Warslog pitch. So Blackbrook, 100% for them in this league as well. They are 10 for 10. And Pexhill played 10, won nine and drawn one. So they're really pulling away. Pexhill and Blackbrook, you'd expect both those to get promoted from Division 3 by the end of the season. Listening to the Warrington Football Podcast. Going to move on to the Sunday League now. Just try to give it as much time as we possibly can to see if any results come through as we are on the show recording. And unfortunately, it hasn't happened. So we've got no results from. The Premier League, uh, looking down at Division 1, again, not had any results through. So if you're playing for a Sunday League team and you want to send us a quick match report, please make sure you do so we can talk about the Sunday League and let people know where everyone's up to. So that brings us to the end of the show tonight, everyone. It's been uh, great to be back on the airwaves speaking to you, as always. Um, again, wish you all a very, very happy Christmas. Hope you had a great time and all the best for 2024. Thanks to Elliot, Helen, Tim for hosting with me. As always, thanks to Mike Bayliss for putting it all together. And special thanks, as always, to Touchline UK for sponsoring the show. And if we've not mentioned it, they've given us some woolly hats. So this has been the Warrington Football Podcast and hopefully we've shown you that once again, Warrington is more than just a rugby town. Bosh. You've just listened to the Warrington Football Podcast sponsored by Touchline UK. Follow us on Twitter at Warrington Foot. Get our podcast from Spotify, Amazon Music and Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening.